Ladies and gentlemen, today's guest, uh, he is a ring announcer, a commentator, he's a comedian, podcaster, and now officially a mixed martial arts fighter. Today's guest is Hollywood Blake Richardson. Now, you might recognize him from Eternal MMA. He's become the face, almost, of, uh, of Eternal MMA, the ring announcer, the commentator, like we said. And uh, he trains out of Scrappy MMA, good friends with Jack Becker, Rod Costa, uh, blue belt under Rod Costa, and uh, he did what many people in the MMA media have not done, and that is uh, put their money where their mouth is and talked about the sport. He has now walked about the sport. Uh, he took a mixed martial arts fight at uh, Domination MMA 6. Of course, Jasmine Franks, a great promotion uh, in Perth, Western Australia. Uh, and uh, and Blake took a fight, an amateur fight, three three-minute rounds. Uh, but he took on a very talented uh, guy in Jackson McClellan, who's 19. He's already had four or five fights, training under Marcus McKeever, brilliant black belt, uh, good friend of mine as well, Ma- uh, from Mandra Combat Sports Academy. Jackson's no slouch. He's going to be an absolute stud. Uh, well, he took on Blake Richardson, and uh, look, it was it was a hell of a night. Uh, Blake ended up walking away with the victory. He ended up winning by guillotine, and it was an absolute show. But the reason why I think it was important to have him on is, like I said, he's a he's an MMA personality. He's got he's got profile, and he wasn't a fighter and decided to step on in. And I mean, you've got to love that. Uh, he's also a man that took over a role that I was previously doing with Eternal MMA, and uh, I was in comedy. He was in comedy. It's just it's been nice to see. Um, the better version of me. Uh, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Blake Richardson. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. The man that was victorious in the cage uh, Saturday, 25th of November at Domination MMA 6. Uh, the eternal MMA ring announcer, commentator, now turned fighter, Blake Richardson. Mate, welcome. Thank you, brother. Thank you for having me. That was a hell of an intro. Was it surreal? I mean, like, it would be even surreal for people in a weird way to even listen to this interview between me and you because you are the uh, you are the Coke to my Pepsi. You know what I mean? You are the, like, we're, we're in a very weird club where there's only so many people that have, like, ring-announced an MMA event and are we one skerrick of a fighter? Well, I mean, you are now, but before that, absolutely not. But we're in this very weird club where we've been tied to the sport somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's a weird thing. I mean, I think I just put up a post on Instagram. um, just, just trying to articulate a little bit about the feelings. It's sort of, cause you got me thinking about it in the cage when you said, why did you want to do this? And uh, it's a good question. Uh, cause I hadn't really thought about it while in camp, but <laughs> You know, the short answer is, you know, I became a fan of a sport as a casual, as most people are, just watching UFC. Then I became mates with fighters. Then I got the job through Returnal just by happenstance and just got more access to um, the athletes and sort of what they go through and just how complicated and beautiful MMA can be um, for these guys. And I just thought, I don't know, there was something about it. It was like, I just have to do this for myself at least once, um, partly out of respect for the fighters, just so I have a little bit more of an understanding of sort of what they're going through. Um, and, uh, partly just for myself. So that was sort of why I signed up and, uh, and, and yeah, there I was, um, on the weekend. And, um, when he started punching me hard in the face, I thought, you know what, this might've been not your best of ideas. But... <laughs> <laughs> now a recap for everyone, 
Uh, you are about, I mean, you're a decent way into the card. It was an amateur bout. It was three, three minute rounds. Yeah. Uh, believe you finished Jackson McClellan, who's a 19 year old. He's going to be an absolute stud at oh, a Mandra combat sports Academy. Uh, you finished him with a, a guillotine, I believe in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you got the full smorgasbord of MMA in that one though. Yes, I sure <laughs> did. I, um, you know, weirdly now upon reflection, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> stoked about it. I mean, here's some of his, here's some of his handy. Yes. Work. The beautiful uh, black eye. Yeah. It's bloody gorgeous. Um, yeah, look, man, it was, it was such an experience because, uh, I remember when I walked into the cage, I mean, the focus for this fight really was just trying to stay relaxed, <clears throat> just trying to stay myself and enjoy everything, not overthink things and just think, you know what, what's going to happen? The cage is going to happen. So in the walkout, I was really trying to, I was really trying to enjoy it, you know, trying to be myself and um, just taking in all the people that were there supporting. And then when I got to the cage, I took a sort of a breath and be like, all right, walk outside over time for a fight. And um, as I got in there, Jackson was sort of just smiling at me. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, what's this fucking guy smiling at me for? <laughs> trying to get in my head. And then about 10 seconds later, we touched hands and he started cracking me immediately. <laughs> oh, that's what he's smiling about. Right. He knows exactly what's going to happen. Um, so yeah, look, man, it was, it, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty surreal experience. And, and, uh, yeah, I got the full smorgasbord. There was like an early big takedown that he had and slam me right in front of my friends. I'm like, oh, well, we're going to watch Blake get slaughtered here. Yeah. And, um, I sort of had a choke in that one and it wasn't quite right. And look upon reflection, I'm pretty happy that I didn't get that choke. Cause then I got to sort of go through a bit of adversity and uh, have the chin tested as I did multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it, it just made that, that that successful submission, just a, a little bit sweeter. And, and it gave me just all the respect, everything that I was looking for in an MMA fight, uh, I got, you know, so it was yeah. cool. And I think it's really good. It's a re- really good publicity for Jack Becker and Rod Costa because it's like, if he can, if they can teach you how to submit someone, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Truly, man. Well, the Rod Costa, I mean, he's sort of guillotine is his patented choke. So, you know, it was... um you know, he wasn't there. Unfortunately, he was over competing in the ADCC trials in Singapore um, and coaching there. But uh, yeah, it was cool to be able to, to have a chat with him afterwards and him sort of be like, thanks for doing my, my signature show. Well, it was funny because it was, it was, like I said, quite surreal for me in a weird way. I got to ring announce you and commentate you. And the one of the main things I said, I don't know if you've watched the commentary, but it was, like you said, the entry. You, you're, you're a showman. You're a comedian. You're a podcaster. You, you, you've, you've been around this ring announcing. Like yet, like I said, we're not fighters, but there is a level of of performance and anxiety that comes with 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 performing in that, and even back, uh, even uh, post fight interviews, all of that. Right? You're a yeah. super showman. But there was a there was a point in the fight where I was almost like, oh, oh no, like, oh yeah, I felt that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he doesn't like he's fighting. He's fighting a fighter. This is a side quest for him. And I was like, he's fighting a fighter. And I think it was really important for you to go through that because in a weird way, you you did get kind of lit up a little bit to start with. And we got to see you actually go through a fight and then earn the victory. I mean, can you talk about, I mean, you previously just did, but can you talk about what it was like to literally almost get battered to start with and then to fight your way back? Yeah, man. Look, uh, it was... uh... It was crazy. I mean, that was the thing that surprised me the most was the intensity. And look, all credit to Jackson. He came for a fight. It was his fourth fight. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd actually announced his previous fight against a, a teammate out of our gym. And, um, you know, he never really got, got going. And I know that sometimes happens. 
And so, look, I, I had a lot of respect for him going into there, and I knew he was a long a guy that liked to strike. Everyone that had sparred with him said he was he was pretty – he hits hard. That's what I kept hearing. He hits hard. And I thought, oh, yeah, cool. And, <laughs> and then immediately, you know, as we came out, he uh, he threw like a beautiful inside leg kick, kind of got my hands dropping a little bit. And then just I – don't, I don't remember what he cracked me with, but he cracked me with something really nice. Might have been a nice hook. And then he followed up with a few more things. And I remember just thinking – are we wearing seven and a half ounce gloves? <laughs> These are hard. And I, you know, I don't train with uh, soft hitting boys, but no. that was, up until that point, that was sort of like the hardest I'd been hit. And I just remember thinking, I mean, you don't feel any pain, obviously with all the adrenaline, but you feel the the impact and you think, oh, I probably shouldn't take two more of them because I might have a little early nights, early nights rest. Um, but look, the feeling was, um, holy shit, this is wild. <laughs> stay calm. Um, and I was pretty convinced at the end of the first round. I mean, I started talking to Jackson actually towards the end of the round. I was like, you really need to calm down. I don't know what I'm, what I'm saying. Um, trying to make him laugh and just try, in my own way, trying to relax myself. But look, in between rounds, I was like, I'm getting the shit beaten out of me to my corner, Jack Becker. And he said, look, you lost that round. There's no doubt about it. You're not getting the shit beaten out of you. You just need to move forward and do a little bit more. And I went, all right, it's time to move forward. And then in the second round, managed to just sort of think, I kind of made a decision, just like, all right, well, if he knocks you out, he knocks you out. Um, but at least give 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 something, you know, go go forward a little bit more. So I started to find a little bit more success in that way. But yeah, man, um, getting, getting cracked like that early from an aggressive guy who was there to fight and I was more there to maybe have a bit of a feeling out process um, was, was a hell of an experience and it's one that I'll, I'll carry with me. Do you think it's maybe because uh, you ring announced his last fight? I believe he lost that fight. So therefore you said the winner is, and then he remembered that and he remembered your voice and he took all his anger out on you. <laughs> that's a, I, that's a great theory. I never <laughs> thought of that. Um, I remember giving him a hell of an intro. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know where all this anger is coming from, but yeah, look, I, I have nothing but respect for, for him and his team. Um, Marcus McKeever, his coach, you know, it was actually the one that proposed the matchup to me and our gyms are quite friendly together. And um, look, man, I, you know, he, he, he fucking, he came to fight. And and I think what you said before is hundred percent true. I mean, the kid's only 19. He's had four, it's his fourth fight. He, I feel so sorry for the next guy that stands across from him. Uh, and, 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 and if he doesn't respect him and thinks, Oh, this guy's one and three. Oh yeah. Whatever. You know, cause He's he's slick, and and everyone that's watched that fight and saw that fight and is in the know went that kid's good. That kid was really good. You had a proper fight for your amateur debut. And I went, all right, that's yeah, that's coming. So all respect to him. So take us back to how this fight uh, even gets announced, uh, and if you can, a, a little bit of a, a recap on. I think you were friends with Jack Becker into training, how you got into ring announcing, and and then how the fight happened. So basically, your life story in yeah. in two minutes. I'll give you the, I'll give you the, I'll give you the highlights. Well, it all started on a, on a cool summer's day. <laughs> no, um, yeah, look, man, I, I became friends with Jack Becker around 2017, 2018. I was the biggest casual in the world. And over time, we just sort of became closer and closer. Eventually I came um, to train at Costa Academy in about 2020 when it opened up amidst COVID. Um, so met Rod Costa there, kind of started my journey with jiu-jitsu, um, did some comps, just just trained pure jiu-jitsu. And then it wasn't until um, about 18 months ago that I started to go with them to the MMA training. Right around the time, like a little bit into when Rod started to get back into MMA a few years ago. And um, yeah, look, I just started coming every now and then. 
had no striking whatsoever. I mean, from the fight on the weekend, it looks like I've still got no striking, but uh, <laughs> came down there and um, just slowly became a little bit more consistent. And um, as soon as it, you know, came to a point where um, the sparring seemed, you know, not embarrassing, I was like, I think I want to have a fight. And those guys are as game as anyone. So they said, yeah, you should have a fight. Get, get in there and, and try and try and get it sorted. So it was just waiting for a match. Um, and then, you know, it, it eventually opened up with, with Domination and Jackson. But as far as the Eternal thing, man, I remember the same thing, just training down there at Eternal. Uh, the position opened up when Maudsley, uh, Daniel Maudsley, the previous announcer, moved on to do some more fight management stuff under Tim Simpson. And look, I think it was just purely a, a happy accident where Ben Vickers and Cam O'Neill said, you, I hear you like to talk shit a lot um with your with your com with your comedies and your, and your and your stuff do you want to give this a crack and um i was like yeah i'm 100 down and i said cool you got a trial run we're going to fly you to coon versus uh dimps gillies almost oh. <laughs> eternal 65 it's your it's your it's your trial run and he um yeah it flew me over and i mean that fight was what it was and um yeah the rest is sort of history i've been with every 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 um show since but yeah, it's, it's been a whirlwind, man. It's been a whirlwind. And, uh, you know, I I like to say that I'm someone that just challenges themselves. I like to challenge myself. I'm more, I'm more like to say that I challenge myself because when the challenges come, I'm like, Jesus, why did I why did I jump into this? But look, the MMA fight was something that I wanted to do. And and now that a bit of time has passed, I do want to do it again. Uh, I'm just not, I just got a few things I want to go away and work on before before I jump back in then. Is there a is there a plan to you know have X amount of fights or or turn pro or are you just going to kind of just keep scratching the itch and, until it stops itching? Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it's a good way to put it, man. Scratch the itch, and it's like you know, there's a few. The problem is, I mean, I guess like it's the human brain, right? Like the goalpost move. The goal was I wanted to have one MMA fight and mm. taste it. I had an MMA fight, got cracked a bunch, and was really sort of unhappy with sort of how my striking unfolded, and then I just went, oh, I can't go out like that. So gonna have another one, and I'm sure that it'll probably be the next. I'll be like, "Oh, you really not? You really gonna go out without showing them some head kicks?" You know, I don't know. It, it might keep going, but um, I've got other goals and other things. You know, with it, whether it be comedy and acting and stuff. So I guess it's just gonna have to be. I'm gonna trust the people around me, my friends, my family, um, the people I train with, to be like, "Look, um, you're getting to a point now where if this is what you want to do, then do it. But if it's not, you're gonna come across a guy that." isn't doing this as a side quest and he's yeah. going to properly remind you why you should fucking stick to the cage announcing. So, and if that happens, I mean, it'll be a great clip for the, for the internet. So of which I will take and play many times. I'll collab. I'll collab. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Uh, the reason why, I, the reason why I personally have loved your career. And I mean, your career, not just, not just your fighting, not just your announcing your comedy, everything is, is in a way, and I, I'm still doing it. I'm still on my own path, but in a in a way, you're kind of everything that I was supposed to be, which is quite interesting because five years ago, it's very, it's actually very funny because five years ago, like I was that I was the guy that talked shit that was in yeah. comedy that Ben Vickers said, "Hey, why don't you do some ringing out?" Like we have such similar paths to how we end. I was friends with Steve Kennedy. Like I was yeah. like that's literally like the exact same path you took is the exact same path. I took and yeah. it's like it, it's it's this very surreal thing of seeing what I would have gone if I stayed down that path or if I would have gone if I went down that path and 
bar you being a far better athlete, far better looking, far funnier, far better in the cage, it's been like enjoyable to just kind of watch you 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 take that because the goal I always used to tell everyone the goal was like I want to get real big, like I want to get real famous. That was the whole thing on radio and and comedy and everything. I was like, and then at the height of it, I want to walk away and take a fight. And everyone's like, oh no, what are you doing? And then yeah. you have this like massive sold out, like it's it's amazing and all that sort of stuff. And in a weird way, I got to watch you do it on the weekend. And I just thought, I don't think people understand the balls it takes to do what you did. And I know that you'll, you'll knock this back, but you have a profile. And if you went out there and got starched, and I know that people will go, oh, well, he's just a ring announcer. It doesn't matter. But it kind of does. For you yeah. to stand in the middle of the ring and welcome these two fighters and then ask them questions after, if you had looked horrendous, like let's say you went out to the cage and just shit yourself, right? Like they could never again. It just wouldn't have the same pop where it's yeah. like you gambled at all. So now when you stand inside the cage, everyone's like, this guy's been there and it means more. Mm. I'm glad we didn't have this chat before I fought because that's the <laughs> new fear unlocked that I never considered. I never considered delegitimizing myself in the cage. Like I was doing all I could to not think about that. But you're right. I mean, as you're saying it, I'm like, that is so dumb that I fought. Um, <laughs> so um yeah, well, first of all, thank you, man. I appreciate I appreciate um all of that and you expect me to knock it back? No, I want to get, take it further. I've got the biggest cojones. No, um, <laughs> I. It's all perspective, right? I mean, I like I. I genuinely never considered that that side of things, or we thought about you know legitimizing my position in the cage. It was more just like it was something I had to do, and I didn't want to say this. Um, I didn't want to get too much into this on like Instagram or even in the cage because it's like part of me feels silly because it is an amateur debut with sevens on and shin pads, and it's like I'm not fighting for a title. Um, um, you know, it's, it, it's, 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 it is what it is, but you know, um, for me, the whole thing was like, I grew up a pretty scared kid and I remember just feeling, uh, I wasn't necessarily really harshly bullied, but I remember just always trying to avoid confrontation every second. And, and my dad was kind of a menacing figure in my life. And I just, I know what it felt like to feel powerless and just to feel like a bit of a coward, um, growing up. And it's like fighting was just something that was such a divorce from how I remember, viewing myself and, and, and how I thought people viewed me in school. And um, it was just something that even though I, I know I haven't been that kid for a long time, it was just like one last nail on the coffin of like, you're not that, you're not that person anymore. You know, you're not, a, you're not, a, you're not powerless. You're not a coward. You're going to get in there, risk delegitimizing yourself in the cage and, and possibly get starched. And I thought all the walls were tumbling down in those early exchanges with Jackson, to be honest, but um, yeah, it, look, it, it just, it was something, um, that I needed to do for myself and, and I'm super glad I did it. Uh, yeah. And, that, and that's, that's pretty much that. I mean, you bring up the comedy, the, the reason why obviously that, that, uh, strikes a chord as well is, is that's what happens with a scared kid. It was, it was very similar. You try to diffuse a situation or, or you try to, and, and that's your way of getting out of, of, of confrontation. And as I'm going to speak for you as well, I can only imagine that there has been, uh, potential physical altercations that have been de-escalated because of humour. Oh man, you, you've nailed it completely. I mean, we are the fucking we are cut from the same cloth. It's yeah, it was, it was all of that, man. It was just you know, how do I fit in? How do I de-escalate everything? I still use humour to de-escalate as much as I can. Hell, I was trying to do it to Jackson. <laughs> 
uh, <laughs> didn't work. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and that that's that is where that comes from, you know. And when you said, and it resonates, the the early early goal was just like I want to be famous and I want to feel these whatever whatever field. That was the same for me, you know. I put my finger in every pie that would have me, and just tried to be someone and do something and sort of like you know, is it comedy? Is it acting? I don't know. Mm. And I guess it, it is through MMA and it is through meeting the people that I've met in the sport and been very fortunate to sort of like chat about their mindset that at some point conscious or otherwise, I stopped, I stopped that being the, in the forefront of my mind of the goal of like, I need to be someone and just like, I just need to try and get better at the things that I enjoy doing. And that's kind of what I've sort of done since is it's like, if I enjoy something, I'll just try and get good at it. If it's MMA, I might have a crack and try and get good at it just for the sake of it. And, and things have been, um, going a little bit better ever since, you know, so I'm going to try and keep going with that. Now you mentioned, uh, your dad being a menacing figure is, was there not a good relationship there or? No, no, look, man, it's, you know, look, I, I, I don't want to add her to laundry too much, but I mean, no, he wasn't good. He look, my parents had me when they were 18 and 19. So I've got to, I've got to look through the lens and give them a bit of a forgiveness if I can, because they were kids. Um, mom's always been the yin to dad's yang a little bit, you know, um, you know, he's not, a, he's not all one thing, but yeah, it was, it was a difficult relationship, especially when I became a teenager, there was, it just seemed like there was some resentment. There was some anger, there's some emotional immaturity. I like to play armchair psychologists as we all do. I sort of think there's a few, I think if a few psychs sat down with them, they'd be like, Oh baby, you got, we got some of this, we got some of this. Um, but yeah, man, it's been difficult. Look, I've been the, I've been the legal guardian to my younger sister who's now, um, 15 for the last two and a bit years just because of, um, you know, situations with, with, with the parents. So, you know, I've had to step up and sort of take care of her and, and do that. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, the things with dad have, have, have not been good and, and still aren't good, but it's been comforting again, even in MMA, you know, you run into all these different men that I admire and you wouldn't believe how many of them don't have positive relationships with their fathers. <laughs> <laughs> they go seek that in a coach or, you know, or whatever it is, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that's, that's been cool to look at and be like, Oh, well, you can still become, um, a, a great man, a great, you know, without having grown up with that exact example. You know. It's a it's a very uh, unique similarity between comedy and, and and MMA. One violent, one humorous. Yet a lot of people had horrendous upbringings in both. Yeah, there's um there's very very few people that want to be comedians that uh, uh got lots of hugs when they were growing up. Uh, why would you Why would you want to get up and meet the adoration of strangers? And, and that's the thing. It's like some people don't even notice too. Like, and and this will kind of pull back the curtain a little bit. Like, being a comedian's fun on stage. It's not fun the night really leading up. It's not fun like the the vibe is weird half the time. You can find some good people. Same with like MMA and stuff. But like, yeah. it's actually can be quite. And I feel like you're the only guy in the Australia that really would understand this. But the MMA world is way more supportive than the stand-up comedy world. Dude, no one – I I put my heart and soul into some of these jokes. I think they're good. And they're working out in the scene. I put up a free clip on YouTube. I've edited it for hours. You know, fucking two likes, three likes. Fuck you. No one cares. Get out of here with your shit. And maybe this is not very funny, but then – 
I, I even said it, it's like as soon as I announced that, or as soon as you announced <laughs> that this fight was coming up, the amount of support I've never even I've never encountered anything like it. People are going, people were just so supportive. Um, strangers, friends alike of, of, of the fact you're going to get in there and have a fight, you know, but you put your heart and soul into a dick joke. No one gives a fuck, <laughs> uh, you know, but yeah, it is MMA uh, from top to bottom, you know, not a single person who has fought, um, you know, I, I know that if I had lost this fight, um, that no one who's been in there or been involved with the sport would think any less of me, you know, I'm sure a lot of casuals, casual people would, and that's fine. But um, I know that the people who have been in there and suffered losses themselves would have been like fucking respect to you, man. Yeah, it's a very, uh, very unique situation you put yourself in, and and you get to see the good side of it. You could have quite easily seen seen the sort of more negative side. I'm sure you would have taken some some wins away from it, but I mean, you've got to be feeling on cloud nine. What's the biggest sort of lesson you learnt about yourself heading into this fight? Um. One of the lessons I learned was that like, I mean, I've always, I've always thought I was a disciplined person. Um, but the, over the last few years, I've not really had a goal like I did for this fight, something that really scared me and really challenged me. And, you know, in recent years, I actually started to think, I was like, maybe I'm just not disciplined. Like I couldn't stick to a diet. I couldn't, you know, uh, fucking be consistent to save my life. But as soon as this fight was booked and something really was scaring the shit out of me on the horizon, discipline was like nothing. It was so easy. So I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe I just need a pretty strong goal that, you know, to take things on. That was the first thing that I sort of learned. Um, the other thing was that, I mean, <laughs> I, I hope I, I'd hope to this, but like, while, while I'm going through some hard shit in the cage, I seems to kind of just keep my composure a little bit, you know, kind of crack jokes and keep a bit of a humor about me. Um, what was going on up here versus what was happening um, were two very different things, you know, and I, I, I thought, you know, everyone was seeing what I was feeling, but, you know, looking back on a, on a bit of the footage, not really, you know, it seems like I'm like, ah, it's fine. He need me in the fucking face. That's totally <laughs> fine. And inside it was, it was chaos. So I don't really know specifically what I've learned, but I know that, I liked being me in the lead up to this fight more than I've ever liked being me just because I respected on some level how scared I was and the fact that I was still going to do this. And now that the fight is done and I don't have another fight booked, I'm kind of back to just feeling like a fucking, just a silly boy who just does what he likes and just gets up and tells jokes. And, you know, um, I fucking, I miss that. I miss respecting me because I was so scared of what was coming up and I was still going to do it. So and I don't think you can cheat that. I think you just got to do something that scares you so bad that you, you like being you, but we'll see what yeah. the next. I was going to say, they, I mean, they, they talk about like guys being like brave and not being scared of anything, but like everyone knows that it's like, it's the guys that are petrified and do it anyway. Like that's yeah. bravery. Yeah, I think I heard something about, I, I mean, I'm going to butcher it, but I think GSP said that one time. He was talking about, like, he was like, I was scared for every fight, but, you know, I'm scared of all my opponents, but it's like, but I'm not a bitch, you know, I'm not a cat. <laughs> and it's like, that's all that would get me through. And I remember actually, you know, on the night, just the whole experience, like you're just bluffing the whole time. Like <laughs> we're warming up the back, warming up out the back. And, um, you know, my corner's like, are you warm? You're good. And I'm like, absolutely. And in my head, I'm like, no, you're not. You're not. <laughs> it's fucking you're ice cold. And then, you know, you're walking out and then, 
you, the ref's like, you ready to go? You ready to go? And I'm like, fuck yeah, I am. And no, I'm terrified. And then round two, it was the same thing. It was just kind of bluffing and just seeing what happens. So, yeah. It, is that the similarities between, you know, stand-up comedy and, and ring announcing and, and all that and, and fighting? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I guess so. That is a good similarity. I mean, I think the thing is, is that like if people... I, look, first of all, I don't think anyone thinks about me at any given time. And if they do, that's just ridiculous. But I think that if anyone looks at the things that I'm doing and go, why is this fucking guy doing all this shit? Like he's, he doesn't deserve all this. I agree with them. I agree wholeheartedly. It's crazy that people keep giving me opportunities, right. but I'm just going to keep saying yes and doing the best I can. And that's sort of my mentality and everything that I do now is it's like, I oh, know I shouldn't be here, but I'm just going to do it anyway and just give it a crack, you know? And that I find avo- I avoid the imposter syndrome of being like, I de- I think as soon as you start to be like, I deserve to be here, you're like, oh, <laughs> it's too much fear now. You know, they're going to expose me. Oh yeah, it's it's weird in itself. Even doing like interviews and stuff. Like literally, I just wanted to use this entire MMA media to like get some free UFC credentials so I could see the fight. <laughs> and like, it's just it is, oh mate, it is just like taking on a world of its own. Yeah. Where like you said, I mean, you mentioned the the community support. Like I thought I'd get a lot more like shut up, you idiot, you don't know what you're talking about. And I only get that from one man, and we all know who that is. <laughs> but, look, it's 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 been a great time. It's been a great journey. It was an, an honour to watch you, and it's uh, it's great to watch your rise as well. Um, I kind of wanted to sort of finish it off with this. Now, ask all fighters this, but I guess this kind of goes for anything you do in, in mixed martial arts. After it's all said and done, how does Blake Richardson want to be remembered in, in mixed martial arts? Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah, um... I think I'd I'd like to be remembered by the fighters more than anyone. Uh, you know, I don't think anyone who enjoys the sport is going to remember anything, but I think I would like to be remembered by anyone who fought MMA and that came across me as a dude who, who cared about the sport and respected what they did in the cage and respected who they were. Um, even if they were fighting my friends, I didn't care. I think, you know, I, I just want to be remembered as someone who, who tried really hard to do to do service to the MMA community and for anyone who steps in that cage and faces those fears and, and becomes a better person for it, win or lose. I, I just want to be a remembered as like a, someone who cared and, 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 and paid respect to, to the sport. That's it. Well, it's Blake Richardson. It's like looking in a much better mirror. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, like I said, it's been great to watch your journey and I'm sure we'll have many more chats from here on out, but congratulations. What you did took a lot of balls and it paid off. Thank you, brother. And likewise, man, you know, I want to say as well, I think what you're doing with the Australian MMA is, is fucking perfect. I think everything's aligned personality-wise, your skill set, your passion for the sport. Um, and it's, 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 it's fucking cool to see. And I'm not the only one thinking it, so. Thank you, brother. All right. Take it easy, sir. Thanks, bro. Cheers. Cheers.